Drunk to the Tank to the podcast. It's so awesome, it's badass. We got Bernie, Gus, Jeff, and Joel, and sometimes the cat named Joe. They're in an office above Peter Pit. Used to be Wendy's, now it's more legit. This is the Drunk Tank, the motherfucking Drunk Tank. Listen to the Drunk Tank, because it's awesome. Yeah. Peace out to your mother, yo. Dude, acapella. That's kind of sad. We ate Joe like eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's acapella. That's a, here, uh, a podcast theme song entry from Vinny83 on the website. I feel like I should plug, if anyone wants to submit their own podcast theme song and they think they can do a better job, do so at podcast at roosterteeth.com. Is that a challenge, Gus? That is a challenge. Awesome. I demand you satisfaction. Thrown down the gauntlet. I think that Vinny83 on the website is not going to like the fact that Gus made that challenge for his song. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a generic challenge, baby. It's just bad timing. <laughs> you did for this tape. You don't like that song. What are you trying to say, <laughs> Gus? Why don't you stop being passive-aggressive? Why don't you tell us what you think about the song? Well, Vinny83 has my award, so there you go. Vinny83 so, on the website? Yeah, I'm about to check and see if that's true. Maybe. If not, you can make it true. We just do, do, you, do you not want to use the hammer on your keyboard? Your Sorry, I'm over trying, there? Yeah, you I, I just told you, I'm trying to work. Lord. Lord. Do the podcast. Man, we turn off the fan in here to do the podcast because that fan's super loud, and I think it's already jumped up about 10 degrees in this office. I think Jack's going through the change of life because he's constantly Ugh. telling me about how hot he is. At the new building, Jeff, you guys are on the bottom floor, the first floor, or the zero floor, as they call it in Europe, and they're... It's about 85 degrees in there because we don't have the AC on because during construction there's lots of dust. Right. And we don't want to choke down our AC system. Jack, how many times have we had that conversation that that's why the AC is off downstairs for once? It feels like a thousand times. I just once. I asked you last night because I noticed the AC was just on fan. It wasn't on cool. And then I texted you. I was like, do you want me to turn it on? He said, no, because there's no filter. I was like, oh, that makes sense. We, that, so that was the first time we've ever talked about the AC unit on the first floor. I moment. think so. I think not. <laughs> it's looking good, though. I think we're going to be... Dude, it looks awesome. We're going to move in very soon. Who's we, excited? I'm, I'm fucking so excited. excited. To not Woo! have to sit here in this hot, dark room with a bunch of sweaty dudes. <laughs> be sitting in a new, cooler, dark room <laughs> with a bunch of sweaty dudes. That'd be awesome. It's like <laughs> my fucking dream. I've been working for seven years for this. Man, to, to go cooler, darker, and less slightly less sweaty? Slightly less sweaty. The Achievement Hunter room is going to be like double the size it is now, and... My machine's not going to get stolen every single time that well, someone not, has to record audio. Let's not get ahead of it. Yeah, you might take it home, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I... uh I, I moved out of... I moved out of this desk where Jack is because people would want to use it for production purposes and they would want to use it for uh, recording sound in, in the booth or, you know, doing voice recordings. And when I moved out there, I still get bumped for production stuff. And Jack gets bumped for the sound. And I, 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 I know how annoying it is for Jack. I can't even remember how bad it was when it was doubled up that it get bumped out of here constantly. And yeah, then, of course, you always have Matt who just comes in and unplugs stuff randomly. It, in addition to that. Will be a thing of the past soon. The worst part about sharing an office with you, and I really enjoyed the three years where we, we shared an office together. Oh, here we go. But the worst part about sharing an office with you uh, was that everybody wanted to talk to you about nothing like every five minutes, yeah. and I'd be in the middle of trying to record audio or do some work or something, and then somebody would come in and be like, hey, I need to bother you for the next 20 minutes while you're trying to work. And then I would be like, oh, I get to be bothered now for the next 20 minutes too. You know what? I think that my strategy, my long-term strategy of not listening to people is finally paying off. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's transferred over to Matt. Oh, yeah? People, people constantly go up to Matt because I'm in the main room now with Matt, yeah. and, and people are constantly talking to Matt about stuff. I think I'm one of those people, too. Like, I, I bounce stuff off of Matt all the time. Good. There you go. But he, he Matt gets interrupted about once every five minutes, I would say. That's the best. While he's working. 
Yeah, that's weird. I come back here to interrupt you from time to time. You do. It's not. It's not bad at all. He, yeah. At the new new office, he'll be able to just close his door and put Matt is not here. Like a Matt <laughs> is not here. It's not closed for the day. Well, I am connected to Matt's office. We actually talked about knocking a hole in the wall, adding a doorway between our two closets to connect my office with Matt's so, office. So you can have, have a hotel suite, basically. Yeah, essentially, we'll have connecting rooms. You should have a cubby hole so you can pass each other beers and some drinks. <laughs> hey, Refrigerate. Matt is not that fun. Our, and, <laughs> and downstairs, the cool thing about downstairs is our doors don't have windows in them. You can't see into our office unless you walk around outside and look in the window, which will have blinds, so we can be hiding. It'll be great. Why or is you that cool? Oh, why is that? Yeah. <laughs> we can be all secretive. Okay. And have secrets. Jeff, what are you guys going to be doing? In <laughs> I think Jack just wants to be able to watch porn at work. And Absolutely. You're, you know, you're, you're working a little bit on porn here. We, we kind of crossed the line as a company where Jack posted some Achievement Hunter videos that had Playboy collectibles from Mafia 2 in them. So we it's, have it's in the game. We have I know, but we have nudie girls now on our yeah, website. but they're not. They're covered up. Yeah, yeah they're they're all covered. we censored them. Their, their dignity has been saved but by I, yeah. various people's heads. I just love the week after we put the uh, the how to make an internet video, and one of the big things was put a hot girl as your thumbnail. I did that for five videos in a row, and it worked like a charm. It was awesome. <laughs> We're actually following our own shitty advice. In other words. <laughs> but it's like. What do I look for the in a advice video? The advice in the PSA was not to put a thumbnail of a girl, a hot girl. The advice was to use a thumbnail that has nothing to do with your video. We oh. you recommend that a hot girl. If you're a hot girl who makes videos, you should, I mean, the hot for words chick, Marina Orlova. Then you got everything working for you already. You don't need any help. I just smile talking about her. Yeah, dude, I just got an uncontrollable smile, too. <laughs> we didn't see her at Comic-Con this year. If only there was a word no. for that. <laughs> you know what I was talking about with, with uh, Flash 2000 the other day? What's that? Our good friend Aaron from the website. He, um, I was talking with him about how in other countries they have words for things that are just kind of ideas um, for feelings like uh, – I'm not going to say it correctly, but Scheudenfraud? Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Schadenfreude. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, we can't say it, which is the, the feeling you get when you're happy watching someone else fail. I love that feeling. Right. And we don't have yeah. words like that, but then I realize in this country we don't have colorful words. We just associate stuff with sitcom characters. Like, oh, you're so Baxter. You know what I mean? Like when they when someone does something or acts a certain way, it's like, oh, you're so Kramer. That's like yeah. the American equivalent like, of that. Pull your head out of your clavin. Clavin. <laughs> like a guy who knows useless facts. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and to his, he's a smart guy and using it in totally the inappropriate way. He's a Cliff Clavin. Yeah, that's what we have in America. Although we people, have people may sitcom not, characters. People may not know that one anymore. I think so. Oh, I think so, too. Pixar's kept that alive. They might not know Norm, who is the more popular guy. That's true. On Cheers. Would you say that? Was Norm more popular than Cliff? Oh, I would definitely say well, so. Everyone said Norm's name when he walked into the name. bar. Well, I don't mean, I mean, like, as a character. I don't mean this yeah, for sure. in the show. You tolerated Cliff. Norm, Norm was actually funny. They were about on par. They were there next to each other. Every time you saw one, you saw the other. Yeah, but Norm was the enjoyable one of the group. Yeah, but if you remember one, you've got to remember there was another but dude next to him. Cliff I had all the interesting facts. No, he was annoying to the other characters on the show and to the he people was. watching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, huh. Norm was just likable. He was great, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know what's really great when a sitcom's on for a long time, and now they get canceled so fast you don't get a chance to see this anymore, but you watch an actor develop a character over the years? Yeah. Like, the, you know, he said a couple things, but he could just go, you know, or whatever, you know, his intro to, I'm about to start talking, and you had that feeling that here goes Cliff off yep. on some random fact. He was like Wikipedia before Wikipedia. <laughs> Man, that was a really good show. It had a lot of really good characters. When's the last time you saw it? 
I haven't seen it in years. Something's going like, well in syndication. Woody Harrelson was so fantastic I, on that show. I, I, thought, I, I, don't, so was, uh, I don't know if I've, Kelsey Graham. I don't know if I've seen that show since it went off the air. Really? Did I say I saw an episode of Cheers on an American Airline flight one day? Really? Yeah, it was like in the reel of, of TV shows. And it was the episode where uh, they had the basketball player and they were trying to count the number of bolts in the floor of, well, the, of, the, of the gardens. Well, that's great because American Airlines planes were new when Cheers was running on the air. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, it probably came with the plane. It's but, true. Do you ever look? Do you ever look at the thing I told God, you to look at? Yeah, every time now. You look at the VIN you, number plate? You, yeah, yeah, you can see the plate, like the serial number, the tail number of the plane and the date of manufacture. I don't think American Airlines has bought a plane in the last 25 years. No, they probably haven't. And if they do, they don't fly them to Austin, that's for sure. Yeah. Maybe you'll get lucky and catch one in DFW. But I'm, I'm so tired of that airline. I feel like they're falling apart. I don't ever fly American if I can. We're flying American to PAX. Yeah. Which is well, that's, the nice thing about that is it's going to push me over gold, and then you and I will be able to get upgrades on the yeah. way home. Oh, dude, my, my JetBlue nice. thing starts next week. Have we talked about... That, Jack? Your JetBlue thing? I don't know, have we? I don't think I don't so. I don't think so. Yeah, so I, uh, JetBlue had this deal called All You Can Jet, where it was $700, and you can fly as much as you want on JetBlue from September 7th to October 6th. You just have to book three days in advance, and uh, I think you have to pay like a couple bucks for each flight for some taxes like, or whatever. Yeah, taxes and fees. And uh, But yeah, it's literally like you just book any flight you want on JetBlue, like you have to book it through a certain way. And then you fly all over the country. And so uh, I'm, I was going to go to San Francisco as my first trip, but now I'm going to Orlando for, I think, next weekend. I'm going to go on the new Harry Potter world thing. Very excited about that. And then at some point, I'm going to spend like a week and go to as many major cities as I can. Where it's like one day, like go to Boston. The next day, go to New York. Next day, go to Seattle. Next day, go to San Francisco. And I'm going to cross the country like that just for a week. So That's cool. I, that sounds like a really cool idea. Yeah, it's going to be like backpacking across America via JetBlue. So can't be an airplane and airport. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like fun, man. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you're doing that. Yeah, it should be cool. I mean, like Jeff took a bunch of time off in July and he's like, whenever you want to take some, you know, a break, let me know. and We'll figure out something. So I'm going to take, I guess, a week or so and just go, go crazy. And so I'll definitely write a post about it. So if there's any fans, any of the major cities that want to grab a beer or something, I'd definitely be up for it. But, uh, yeah, it should be fun. It'll be the first time I've taken a proper vacation in a while. So. People always say that. I fucking hate Bernie that. hates when people say I that. Don't, don't ever say that. Take your fucking vacation. Don't fucking do your counting of your vacations. He's already taken it. Just take your vacation. He's taking it. I don't know. I'm I'm just, why it. do we all have to always talk about how they don't take vacation? Yeah. I take vacations. Take one go. this summer. There you fucking go. Fucking awesome. Take your fucking 10 days. I will too. Well, it always seemed for me when my old job, my, my vacations would be like, you know, taken over by video game stuff. Like I was, I was writing for another website and even, even working here, I'd have to go fly somewhere to do an interview or something or check out a game, but I have to take vacation days from my other job and then come back. So really I was working on my vacation, but now it's part of my job. Yeah. Before we, before we hired Jack, he was working at three different places. Yeah. Essentially. Right. That's rather, that's rather industrious. Uh, well, I, I worked at I worked at a video game company. That was my full time job, and then I, I wrote for another website, and then well, I guess I was writing for you guys too. So. Yes, pre achievement hunter. Oh yeah, we are very pre achievement hunter. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then uh, and so I started doing the writing on there, and did force enjoyment came from that. The scavenger hunts I used to do came out of that. Um, we did like a user like featured user thing one time. I forget I forget what else. It's but. Anyway, and then that evolved until, you know, I became friends with the guys, and then Jeff asked me to help with the Cheetah Hunter. And that's how you snuck your way into the office. Exactly. Okay. So, people listening, that's how you do it. No. <laughs> no. So, we're going to PAX in, like, two days, or, like, a yeah, day or dude, something. Yeah, dude, we're going to PAX in, like, a day. Are you excited? No. I am. I feel Fuck like, you guys. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like, 
I love facts. It, it snuck up on me. I'm terrified like, of those facts. I don't feel like I've Why? done. I don't feel like I've done my proper preparation. Like for some reason, I have this feeling of dread. Like I thought Pax was next week or something. It's like, uh oh, did I do everything I need to do to get this show like working? You mean from a delivering merchandise standpoint? Yeah, yes. merchandise. Is our booth going to be set up? Did I remember yeah. to get everyone hotel rooms? Are we all flying there? Did I get plane tickets? You know. Yeah, just Gus is in charge of all the logistics of get, moving people around and getting people there and getting our booth set up, and then um, we're. Matt's working on something for the panel. I'm working on something for the panel. Uh, then we already have some stuff done for the panel. I don't know how we're going to show three different things and have a Q&A in the panel. It's a, it's a lot of stuff. Well, there's, no, there's nothing after us in that room until the, the concerts, right? We, so. we should uh, like put all of the things we want to do at the panel in a hat. Like write it down on a piece of paper, put it in a hat, and then pull out what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that we, that's not a bad idea. Like, but we should choose we our still, adventure panel. We still have to make our times, too, because you don't want to have the room fill up with people and then you run over and people don't get to see the whole panel because they're leaving to go to the other stuff they have scheduled. Right. right. Yeah. You know? yeah. While there's we nothing gotta, in that theater after us, there are other panels at other places. There's, there's nothing, gotta, nothing cooler than us, so why would they even Well, that is panel? true. Yeah, there's nothing, there's but, nothing but, cooler than about an hour of us. You know, an hour and a half, two hours of us, people will want to go to other stuff. That's why the podcast is this, the length it is. Exactly. <laughs> that's about all you can handle. You say you want more, but you really don't. Believe I, me. I certainly can't handle you guys for longer than that. I mean... It, Jeff's got a sour look on his face. I think we're at about 15 minutes for him. And then he's like, I can't fucking see <laughs> No, I'm still, I'm sitting here obsessing over the uh, merchandise in my head. Yeah, what'd you do? What'd you fuck up? Nothing. I haven't fucked up anything. But I'm I'm in the same boat Gus's where I've had so many other things going on. I haven't like, I devoted the happened. mental bandwidth to thinking about it, to like assuaging myself that it's all taken care of. I thought it was another week in the future. I yeah. thought we had another week. I just realized today I was, I just contacted our shipping company and I was like I just need to make sure this this and this one on the pallet and they're like you know this is the fourth time you've asked us that and I'm like <laughs> okay sorry very no reason for that yeah uh, well let me put your problems in perspective for all your worries that you're having we're at booth 571 at PAX come buy stuff right next to we're going to have some stuff to sell that you, you're totally going to want to buy yeah. you should totally come and totally buy it yeah especially if you're there Saturday we're, we're sharing a wall with Mega64 and we're directly across from the Microsoft big booth you want to be worried about anything Sh- worry about sharing a wall with Mega64 <laughs> <laughs> my lord those guys are awesome yeah, those, those guys have those guys have energy to spare. It's mm-hmm. amazing, isn't it? It's, it's like they must go in hibernation until <laughs> like quarterly and until an event. They've got a cryo chamber. They all yeah. just, like Rocco just puts them in, fr- in deep freeze, <laughs> something man, and then thaws them out for the week before. It's amazing. You use it's amazing. I would go as far as saying insane, like clinically maybe, like just by the fact that the guys with white coats and butterfly nets have not passed their booth. <laughs> that's why they haven't been captured. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Because they're insane. Speaking of insane, and speaking of problems in your life, three family members at a wedding in Turkey have been actually shot dead by the groom <laughs> firing an AK-47 rifle in celebration of his marriage. Yeah, I read that. You read that? It was That's like a couple his, weeks old, right? It was like it his is. dad and his aunt, right? It was, yeah. And then some, some other family member? That sucks. He injured... <laughs> He he went, was he shooting into a crowd by accident? <laughs> he lost control of the rifle while he was firing in the air and ended up firing into the crowd of his family. See, here's the problem. Well, like when you're firing a gun, it's got a recoil, right? Wouldn't you, you want to go back? Maybe, the people maybe, behind maybe you? that's what he did. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Where was that again? Turkey. So there's really no difference between Turkey and where I grew up in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> They're well, essentially the same place. You guys wouldn't be caught dead using an AK-47. Yeah, they it would have been used. shotgun, but... That's too Soviet. <laughs> you guys. They would use the... It would have been an M14 or an M16. Yeah. Before we get too far away from Mega 64, did you guys see that Cabela's is releasing another game on Reach Day? Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. It's awesome. At this point, they just got to be fucking with people, How right? How the fuck did Mega 64 identify that trend so quickly? I don't know. Yeah, they got, they got it on the first one. Yeah. yeah. And they did it again. 
Yeah, I, I talked to Rocco about it at uh, at Comic Con. Funny story. And uh, yeah, and he uh, he just said that it was crazy that he at the time we didn't know that it was coming out on you know the day that Reach comes out. But he said that the developers of the Cabela's game came up and talked to them. And were like, oh, and he said that they all had like real thick Russian accents. We're like, oh, you funny guys, huh? <laughs> Is that your Russian? That was terrible. <laughs> I, I that said, was terrible. Rock, he said it's funny. He said they were like all big Russian dudes, and Rocco got really scared for a second. And they uh, they were like, no, 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 you're very, very, very funny, very funny Americans. That game we made in two weeks. <laughs> really? Yeah, they're, they're very they said the dev cycle was like two weeks on the game. <laughs> and uh, at, at the time, he t- they told him, I guess, that they had another game coming out this uh, this fall, but he, did, he didn't know the time frame. But he was he suspected it might be right around Reach. Could you imagine Q and A testing that game? I mean, the game is waiting, right? You just wait for the deer to appear on your screen, something like that. I don't know. And I've never played there. one. That being said, I have enjoyed the fuck out of the hunting in Red Dead Redemption. Oh yeah, I have loved it. I've That's seen you head. playing a lot lately. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to the point where I said they have a achievement for a hundred percenting the single player game, which isn't even true. I mean, they call it a hundred percent, but it's a hundred percent of the things they want you to do in the game. Like, some things you have to do, some things you don't have to do. And, in fact, I don't have all of the single-player achievements, but I have the achievement for 100%ing the game, <laughs> which makes no sense. And, you know, I think there's a feature. I keep saying this to you guys, but there's a feature you need on Achievement Hunter, which is when people go to play a game for the first time, it would be great if there was a spoiler-free primer that just said, before you start this game, here's what you need to know. If you don't work on this one achievement... You'll have to play the game again. Sounds like you are the perfect person to make the pilot version of that for Red Dead Redemption. Okay, I'll do that. All right, but we're okay. I'll do that. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a play, like a playthrough <laughs> meter or something like that. What, no, what? just like a hey, before you play it, we don't want to give you spoilers, but there are some things that you need to be aware of. What, what were some of the things? Do you do? You, this is your are, pre-game. Are you, are you prepared? Okay, okay. Let me give you a great example. In Red Dead Redemption, there is a secret achieve- achievement. God knows why it's secret. Yeah, that makes no sense. But there's a secret achievement that's not visible until you get it or until you research it online. That you have to use the same horse for 20 story missions. Oh, so if wow. you change horses, it yeah, resets yeah. it, or if, a, or if a fucking cougar jumps out of a fucking sage bush <laughs> and takes out your, your horse, and you get a new horse, and it resets. But there's no way... Why would they make that secret? Yeah. How, do you know how many story missions there are? There's 57. Oh, so that's a... That 20 is a good chunk. And I learned it more than halfway through the game, and it was too late for me yeah. to dedicate one horse to it. Yeah. All right. So well, it's one season. Now I have to go back and play 20 story missions that, quite frankly, I was I was fast-forwarding through by the end of that game anyway. That really, really? sucks. I, I was not... I, I I don't like sandbox games. I think it's what my problem is. I kind of have the same thing where I feel like there's so much freedom. I need a little more direction. Well, you would like Mafia too, then, because it's a it's a linear sandbox yeah. game where they give you. It's a fun game, but there's like no reason to explore the world other than getting the the wanted poster. Sounds perfect. To yeah, me. yeah. You would probably really like it. It's like a streamlined version of yeah. a of a sandbox. I feel like GTA Four, Red Dead Redemption. They're, they're great games, but just way too wide open for me. You know what's great in Mafia too? The acting. Like, the actual, like, character model acting is really, really well done. Did you notice that, Jeff, when you were playing? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's done really, really well. Like, there's, like, minor little nuances to the characters that you can actually pick up on when you, like, like, why is he looking at him like that? They also do some stuff that's kind of brave. Like, the two main characters, in the f- you get the impression that they're fairly racist. And, oh, yeah. and they don't shy away from that. They're like, this is what people were like at this point, you know, in America. And we're going to be honest about it. I don't yeah. know. It's kind of interesting. Mafia 2 taught me that 2K has a development studio in the Czech Republic. Yeah, that's yeah. Mafia. That's uh, 2K Czech. 2K that. Czech. I had no idea. So what's the history behind 2K? Did they come from, like, the Sega sports games? 2K Sports? I believe so. So that's where they came from? Mm-hmm. Okay. Any relation to Take 2? I think they're... No. Okay. Are you sure? I don't think so. I, I, th- I, I don't know. Wait, I you're, no, you're right. I think, you're I think right. there is. You're right, yeah. 
I think Take Two owns 2K, or you're, the other way around. You are correct. Joel was talking about stocks one time, and I looked it up. Yeah, to take, verify, and Take Two owns. 2K. Take Two owns okay. 2K, and they own Rockstar. Rockstar as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty big umbrella. Yeah, they're sort of it's it's EA, Activision, and then I guess Take Two hmm. would be in that sort of that the big group of three. That's in, interesting. In Ubisoft. They have a developer within the umbrella that makes. The same types of games, the open world games, right? Because Rockstar is kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, they're the heavy hitter, right? In that yeah. oh, Grand Theft Auto yeah, is definitely. the game, right? I'm sure other developers do the same thing. You know, I'm sure EA has a couple of different development houses that do FPSs. It's usually more direct, though, that they work on franchises. I guess that's but, true. It, FPS is a huge genre, but you look at like the Call of Duty stuff. They mm-hmm. flip between development houses under the same umbrella, but it's the same franchise, right? Yeah, and do you, I mean, I don't know about you, but I consider. I consider Red Dead Redemption to be kind of part of the Grand Theft Auto universe. I mean, I don't like uh, I, not it's the same developers in type of game. Yeah, I mean, it's a, like it's a part of the lexicon, right? Yeah, in a sense, it's not canonical or anything. But no, yeah, I totally, no. I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it's the same I, I developer know. making the same kind of game. You're not fucking any hookers in Red Dead Redemption. Though. That's true. No, you don't. Very you, different. You can lasso them though. You can lasso them. <laughs> put them <laughs> on a train track. Yeah. There's, some, there's some actually pretty racy adult stuff in Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah? I mean, there's the typical stuff where people get their heads blown off, you know, which is par for the course. Awesome. But there, there's actual moments of sex that you interrupt from other people. Yeah. I've never played that game story through, but I have made a few videos, and I do know that you have an awesome tomahawk you can use. <laughs> and you can make you That's DLC, I think. I it haven't run DLC. into I haven't run into tomahawk. Yeah, yeah it is the, it's purely in DLC, God. but it's fun. Why did you... You made that fucking... That was a fucking... I'm, I'm, I'm scared of you now from after you made that video. <laughs> like, you see a tomahawk, and you think, I can turn horses into unicorns on, now. On just the fence, he did feel bad about it. He, like, he literally asked me, I cut should the, we make this video? I cut the video, and I showed it to Bernie and Jack, and asked... I said, I don't think we can release this and then and then i added a rainbow because of that we had jack add the rainbow and then we did the bear thing to just put it over the top to make it but other it was it was a sad gross video before that you probably explain what he did oh yeah okay because i was talking about sex and you guys went to the horse (laughs) jeff decided that if you throw a tomahawk just right at a horse in its head between its eyes that when the handle is sticking out of the tomahawk, it looks like a unicorn horn. <laughs> so you can turn horses into unicorns. To be like fair, that. I think but, they, d- I think it was Carrie had the seed of that idea. I don't. I don't think the unicorns ever make it past like a breath or two after they become unicorns. <laughs> yeah. it's, no, it's, they're, they're very it's a short life of magic. Maybe, it's like, maybe it's, <laughs> <laughs> they are rare special beasts. Maybe it's like contact. Like in that that one half of a second, they lived a whole life. Yeah, it's like it's like a sunset, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> you blink and it's gone. Small moves. It just touches your life and then moves on. <laughs> I, I always like to think, like, what would you be? Ex- how do you explain this in real life? It's like I'm not chopping horses' heads in half. I'm making unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think it's kind of interesting too. In Red Dead, whenever you, it keeps a tally of all the stuff that you do wrong morally in the game. And then when you have to pay off a bounty, it recounts all of it. So it's like almost like a weird reward. It's like two counts of murder. They released an infographic a while back uh, that showed like all the bad things community wide that people have done, like how many horses have been murdered. And <laughs> it was pretty interesting to see. You know, I have to admit, I've shot a couple horses. When the guys are coming after me, and just to watch the dudes get catapulted and fly. Yeah. <laughs> have you shot your own horse yet? I have shot my own horse many times by accident. <laughs> it, it was That's not the worst. some kind of weird punishment. You know, I, I, I knew a guy who raised horses, and he talked about how dumb horses are. Like, just really, just they're the dumbest animals on the planet. and But they're trainable. And one thing he talked about, like, early on, if you have a horse that's just un 
like unwilling to be broken that you can lay get a horse down you lay it on its side and then you cover the horse including its head you cover it with a blanket and the horse thinks it's dead and will lay there until you take the blanket off it'll starve to death <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what he that told me. That can be Dude, true. That's what he told me. A horse, will, if you cover it, will lay there and not get up until you take the blanket. You off. know what? I'm totally going to believe that because you had an experience with one of his horses oh that is unbelievable. I forgot about that. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Well, we had to go. Um, I'm not a hunter per se, but I, I've been on hunting trips with other guys where you basically go and I grill and drink. And go out with them. You're like the fluffer and play. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like I'm like the half man of the group, and uh, I play poker and get everybody drinks. <laughs> Can I reload your gun for you? Sir? I'm like SpongeBob. I'm like Spider in yeah. Goodfellas. What, what color skirt do you wear when you're doing all this? <laughs> you are you're like Spider in Goodfellas. Well, you know, now I feel like you've ruined the fucking story. <laughs> anyway, so I went on this hunting trip, and we went. We got back after a week, and uh, I had just parked my my car on his land, and there were many other cars parked around mine. But apparently one of the horses thought, I hate that fucking car. <laughs> the horse the horse bit my car all over. And it had it almost looked like someone took the back end of a hammer, a claw hammer, and hit it all over because it was just biting my car. <laughs> it bit every fucking panel on the outside car. And there were huge rake scrapes in it. I was like, what? In the middle of all my cars, what happened to my car? And every other dude, they go, uh-oh. Were the horses out? It looks like one of the horses bit your car. It was cribbing, is what they said. Cribbing on your car. I go, what the fuck is cribbing? <laughs> and they, they said, oh, it's just like sometimes horses bite stuff. And they... they, they <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing why horses are dumb. They just think called cribbing where they take their big fucking dopey... Buck teeth. <laughs> and they'll hang it, hang it on something like a fence post or like a side rail, like the one of the horizontal rails of a fence. They'll hang it and like stretch their neck out and suck in air, and they suck air in their stomach <laughs> until they can't move, <laughs> and they're bloated, and, they, and the horse vet has to come out and like drain them of air. <laughs> And it's just, they're, they're, they're just idiots, apparently. Apparently, horses are stupid. And my horse in Dread and Redemption was no different. I was in a fucking gunfight, and my horse ran right in front of me and got shot in the head. Hey, guys. You know, is this cribbing country talk for call your insurance agent? Hey, yeah. How come they never covered any of this in the Black Stallion? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to look up horse cribbing right now and see if I got that term right. Make sure you don't look up whores cribbing. You yeah. a totally, different, totally <laughs> yeah. different set of returns. You think we could try that blanket thing with Brandon? I, I, look, I look up horse, C-R-I, this cribbing comes up. So I'll see what this says and see if we can give us a definition of horse cribbing. Jeff, have you ever ridden a horse? Yeah, dude. I'm from Alabama. What does that mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> they shoot shotguns at weddings. It's still 40% horse for transportation in Alabama. I've buggied it all over the place. Buggy. No, I've, yeah, I grew up. I've, uh, I got a lot of family that are farmers, and so I grew up riding horses as a kid, and then I rode horses in the army a little bit, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. We have a, a lot of horses in Afghanistan. First Cavalry Division, we have a, the First Cavalry Division Horse Detachment. And they don't see much combat these days, do they? they? And it's all ceremonial. But, like, every, like, quarter, some general will come down to the base, and then the horse detachment will go on a day-long ride with the general. Mm -hmm. And I was a photographer, so I always had to, like, ride along on a horse taking pictures behind them. Is that a pretty cushy assignment for those dudes, like, in the in the horse thing? Like, they're, like, four it's, times a year they got to get on a horse? Dude, 
Well, they tend the horses, too. Like, they have to get up every morning, and they're like farmers, you know? Mm -hmm. And they have to, like, feed the horses and brush them and do all the horse maintenance and all that shit, clean up horse shit. But, yeah, it's... They wear old-timey clothes, and it's a super awesome assignment. Yeah, I think I would rather do that. Like, I would rather stay at home, take care of a horse, and clean horse shit than go do, like, stuff that most other people have to do in the army. It's one of those things that you get... If you do well enough, you get lucky to be a part of, and then you're in it for, like, a year, and they rotate you out. But, yeah, it's, like, a... It's a good assignment to get. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Have to show up at a lot of functions and stand next to hay bales. <laughs> <laughs> Gus, have you ridden a horse? Yeah, hell yeah. I grew up in South Texas, man. <laughs> I like that that's the... Yeah, I grew up in Texas. Of course I rode a horse. We're from right. the South. So, so am I. Have you ever ridden a horse? Uh, when I was a kid. There you yeah. go. I'm sure I went to a petting zoo or something. Oh, they put, you me, know, in zoo, put me on the back Texas. of a horse. Yeah, we... Uh, it's like, here's your birth certificate and your first horse ride. Yeah, we <laughs> like I grew up in a really small town like with a bunch of ranches all around and... Like, you can't take cars a lot of... I know it sounds stupid. You can't take cars a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can go, like, to, between cities, but if you want to, like, visit some people, they just, like, live out on a ranch, and you can't get there any other way. Or you could take a car, but you get fucking stuck. Yeah. Which has also happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I noticed uh, there was a big story today that they just caught uh, a major Mexican drug dealer who was from a border town. Yeah. Uh, La Barbie. Barbie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was wondering if you knew him. No, I, I do not know that guy. No? Because he grew up on the border on the American side. I thought you might have... So did I. You might have gone to high school with him it's, or something. I, I don't know if you know this. The border's huge. Yeah. It's a really long... Yeah. There's a river between it, right? Yeah. In some I, places. You guys all played each other in football, right? Yeah, probably at some point. I actually just learned that Gus has that family plot that he owns in South Texas. Oh, yeah. It's on the border. Yeah. He, he owns a part of the U.S. border. Yeah, it's literally like right on the river. That's cool. So if they come build that big-ass fence... Right through oh, there. They're going to pay you, right? Do they pay you for that? I doubt it. It's like easement, dude. Ooh, I'm sorry, Gus. Oh, God. I doubt it. I doubt it. It's like easement, you know? It's like fucking you can't you build on the front part of your, your house, your property. They build a sidewalk. Sidewalk fence? Same Emin- thing. Eminent domain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you must have a hell of an easement with the border, I'm I would sure, think. I'm sure. You have A, a river, and B, the border. Like you, is it, is it a law everywhere in America that you can't own water? That you can't, it, that it, you can't own, of, I, I think that you can't own shoreline. I think I, that's, that's not true at all. Are you sure? Because there, be there are parts of like where I lived in Jersey, there, when we would go surfing, there are parts of the beach that are fence goes right down to and that beach like a segment of the beach would be private property so you have to like that, get out the and ocean? drive around to get to the other side with the Atlantic Ocean yeah I don't think that's legal it might be what you're talking about might be the case with fresh water no I don't think you can own I don't think you can legally own beach in yeah there's also America. like also in Key West there were beaches we couldn't go to because they were private beaches hmm I know I know in Hawaii, I'm pretty sure in Hawaii it's illegal to own beach. Like the nicest beaches in Key West, you have to like stay at the hotel to have access to them. All right. Well, I believe it. It shouldn't happen though. I agree. I like I always like the notion that you couldn't own shoreline. I totally at agree. least with the ocean, you know what I mean? I mean if you have a small enough lake that where you own the whole property, that's pretty cool. I tried to I did a Google search for can you legally own a beach? Yes. And one of the returns was, how small of a bikini can you legally wear on Florida beaches? <laughs> yeah. I think I've just been officially derailed. Thank you, Google. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Have you played the Six Degrees of Wikipedia game before? It's where you try to link two things using just Wikipedia, like follows or whatever. I saw that on that Reddit link you sent me, Bernie. Oh, yeah? You were talking about how awesome Reddit is, and then there was one of the things in there. It was like, link you know, Kevin Bacon to Adolf Hitler in like you know six jumps or whatever. I mean, it can go anyone to anyone, but that was just one of the ideas. Hmm. It was like it was like movies about World War II to actors and movies about whatever to another actor that linked to him. So. This seems like another version of the Kevin Bacon game. Basically, yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. Does you think people know what the Kevin Bacon game is anymore? I don't know. 
I can play that game really easily. I go to the Adolf Hitler entry, hit edit. <laughs> Insert. <laughs> Adolf Hitler would have really liked Kevin Bacon in Footloose, had he lived long enough to see it. There you go. There Goddamn, you go. speaking of Wikipedia and wacky stuff, Bernie showed me, Did he? I don't know if he showed this to you guys, did he show you guys the, uh, what's that guy's name? I have no. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know, the fucking actor that my wife is in love with. Uh, Justin Long? No. Uh, what's his face from Pineapple Express? Who the fuck? James Franco. James Franco. Okay. There's another the, thing I got from Reddit, by the way. The Wikipedia oh, yeah. article on James Franco? No. That fucking guy. I'm going to look it up real fast. He's going to have to look it up. To, it, it was yeah. basically just recounting all the stuff that James Franco has done in the last three years outside of acting. That would kind of blow you away. So he's a busy guy. Is what I'm getting already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've always liked James Franco. It's Franklin gonna make he, you feel like less of a human being. Yeah, pretty much. But he's also a famous dude who you know can show up at a class, and you know it's a different experience for him. But it's just all very cool. It reminds me of Peter Weller. Did you ever hear the guy who played RoboCop went on to become one of the leading authorities in like some kind of fine art? Really? Yeah. Now yeah. A, a very well established scholar. I did not I know have that. A, uh, I have a degree of. Uh, Separation from that, my ex-wife's best friend was in the PhD program with him at Syracuse University and said he was a crazy pervert who made every girl in class feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> he was on an episode of Fringe recently. Uh, okay, so here, I'm just going to go through some of the highlights. Every time you say uh, Fringe, I think you're saying Friends. Franco, who reportedly has an unusually high metabolism for productivity. I don't even know what that means. It means a publicist for uh, the century. But a superhuman ability to focus. <laughs> Dissatisfied with his career's direction, he re-enrolled at UCLA two years later, having taken as many as three times the normal number of course credits per quarter while continuing to act. He received his undergraduate degree in English in 2008 with a GPA of 3.5. For his degree, he prepared his uh, department honors thesis as a novel – under the supervision of somebody named Mona Simpson, I don't know who that is. He then moved to New York and simultaneously attended graduate school at Columbia's MFA writing program, New York University's Tisch School for the Arts for filmmaking, and Brooklyn College for fiction writing, while occasionally commuting to North Carolina's Warren Wilson College for poetry. He has been accepted to Yale's PhD program in English and will most likely begin the program in 2010 in the fall, and will also attend the Rhode Island School of Design at the same time. Busy dude. Busy fucking dude. I think Mona Simpson is Homer Simpson's mother's name. I think <laughs> it is Mona. Yeah. No, you're right. I Mona Simpson. We, we're starting to unravel the lies. I'm going to hold on click on that. Uh-oh. Oh, I uh, like the entire entry. That's what Gus pulled out. It, it, just, it, just, it just stood out. It just, showed, it just stood out. It just shows the difference. I don't think James Franco, Dr. Franco, as he will soon be known, would Good get Lord. the reference. And he was on a soap opera. Yes. Uh, we're playing Franco. Playing Franco. Yeah. That was his character's name? Yeah. God, yeah. With the mu- just him with a mustache? He was an artist. God, that's so brilliant. That guy's awesome. Do you think the people on the soap opera appreciated his participation, or do you think they were kind of off-put by it? I bet it was both. I bet. Well, he had worked on soap operas before, like early in his career. I bet, oh, okay. I bet they were happy to have him because it probably increased their ratings and the publicity around it, and they probably increased their exposure as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he went back and did it again, right? Yeah, he did it twice. Yeah. You so. don't think that they had the feeling that he was slumming it, essentially, and... Yeah, I don't know, maybe. They're trying to crawl out from that pile of shit they're in. I mean, they're just happy to get any any ray of sunshine they can get. I don't know, man. If they're, you're in that, I mean, that seems like that's a steady job. There have been a few big successes to come from soap operas, too. Hmm. Like Sarah Michelle Gellar was a soap opera kid. When you say big success, what do you mean? You mean people who move on and do other things? I guess that's that's an unfair assessment because being on a soap opera could be considered a big success. I mean, if you do, you can do like, 40 years on a soap opera. Like Susan Lucci would be considered a successful person. She was on soap operas for, what, 50 years? Yeah, I wonder what those people make. 
I, I don't know. That's a really good question. Did you see there was a big article uh, by Business Insider, I believe, where they rated or they estimated the yearly income of the top 10 YouTubers, and top 10 was at their discretion? Yeah, we talked yeah. about this the last podcast. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, the guy from Mediocre Films, uh, Greg, came out and made a video saying that, nope, sorry. I shouldn't. First of all, I shouldn't even be in the list of top 10 people. All your stats are wrong. You said I have 159 million views this year. I've been on YouTube four years. I have a total of 113 million videos, which you can see right here in this number. Yeah. So he didn't like where where are you getting this information? Yeah, their their numbers were were wacky. Even like the the way they calculated CPM and all that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I I think some of those guys are making a lot more. Yeah, I agree. Some they of those guys seriously are. seriously lowballed some of those dudes. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. I mean absolutely. Like they were given they were giving people like. I would I would wager that some of those could be as high as uh, like what they projected for a year could be more like quarterly earnings for some of those guys. So you guys you're talking about being once removed from the Peter Weller Peter thing. thing. What is the weirdest like coincidental thing you've ever experienced? Like there's you know anyone who's experienced like someone who was encountered somebody like you know or been in a weird place at a weird time. My mother when she was eight months pregnant with me yeah. Broke down outside of a uh, like an abandoned nursery where one of the members of the Manson family was killing somebody. Whoa, really? And I had no idea. Yeah, and she had to call. She had to walk to like a payphone, call my grandfather, and my grandfather came and picked her up. And he was either killing somebody or had already killed her, and she was in there dead while my mom was like five hundred feet away. From and her. she found this later. They found, she found out, out, out about this later. Yeah. Wow. That's it crazy. was like some some rogue member of the Manson family who fled. California, yeah, and killed and dismembered a lady. That's pretty crazy. And yeah. I can't believe you. That's like you knew that so fast in response to his question. Yeah, that's the first thing I can think of. You got anything like that? No, I don't think so. I got one that's a standout that I, I just can't believe it that somebody told me. Um, it's Matt, his aunt. The reason why Matt lives in er, is in Texas, even though he's from Atlanta, is that his dad and his dad's sister, his aunt, both went to school in Texas, and so that's why Matt came to Texas to go to school. Matt's aunt was in the movie theater when Oswald was arrested. <gasps> Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Really? That's like a really weird, just coincidental attachment to a major event in history. She was in the movie theater watching a movie when they came in to get Oswald. That's crazy. Damn, dude. Yeah. Was it a good movie? Because you live in Dallas. I don't know. I, I, you know. It's just such a crazy, weird yeah, coincidence. Yeah. No, that's nuts. Wow, that is pretty nuts, though. Right place at the right time, right? Yeah. I guess not. Maybe. That's the way to put that. Right time. Watching a movie when Oswald was arrested. That's basically the whole thing. Didn't even let him finish the movie. Guess what I heard? What's that? In and out? Yeah. Po- possibly coming to Austin. Possibly coming to definitely going to Dallas. Yeah. Yep. And if it goes well in Dallas, they're going to open up. What the we heard was center. that the reason that they're who told us? I don't remember. Someone told us that the reason they was flash. They flash chose, me, oh, they yeah. chose Dallas was oh, you've already covered it then. Have I? No, no, no. I have it on here. Oh, okay. The reason that they chose Dallas was so that that could be like a distribution point for them to expand further south and east. Other burger places should sabotage that first location. Speaking of that, and uh, you know what I just read the other day? That Five Guys Burgers just ousted in and out the most popular that hamburger was, restaurant in America. That was on my list of stuff to talk about today. Was it? <laughs> There's yeah. one here in Austin. It's good. We ate there for lunch. Gus, Jack, and I ate there for lunch a while back. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really it's Fuck you. Why are you guys driving across good. town for lunch? Wait, for? Which, which one was we're that? We're be doing that soon anyway. He's on Burnett. Why are you doing that? It's on, There's a billion lunch places by where we're moving. Which, which, which is the Five Guys? Uh, it's where we went and had lunch with your friends from Bioware. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. Five Guys is on... No, that's on Guadalupe. All right, Guadalupe. Okay, it's not yeah. far. I got confused. It's like 10 blocks, 15 blocks. 
Yeah, so I guess according to the Zagat ratings, is that how you say it? Zagat? Zagat. 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 Zagat ratings. He worked for M. Bison. <laughs> Five Guys is now uh, the top burger place. What does that mean, the top burger place? The, top, the highest rated um, burger place. Hold on. It's the. What's the, what's good deal about Five Guys? Like, I can tell you what's good about In N Out. I can go toe to toe with Five Guys. Bring it up. Let's Five, go. Guys, Five Guys has good hot dogs. Hot dogs? Mm-hmm. At a burger place. Mm-hmm. I, see, I, burgers, I can see, too. really honestly, I can see why you get the top burger spot in the nation by having fucking hot dogs. <laughs> Their burgers are good, too. It just says it won the best burger category. It won it, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Won the best burger, according to Zagats? Yeah. Bunch of Zagats. Well, they are the... <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, did you ever go to Holiday House here in Austin? <laughs> no, we, we talked about it. Did we? Gus, I've never heard, heard of, of Holiday House. Yeah, I've been there. It's, uh, it was up on, off of Exposition. Yeah. Back in the day before the fucking lunatic took over that shopping center. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> what? I'm glad someone can back I, me up on Have this. you not heard about this? There's a shopping center up there off of Exposition, like Exposition in Windsor, I think. It's yeah, where the post office is. That's Terrytown. Yeah. Nice part of Austin, by the way. And um, so this person took over, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And the person is like a super. He's just going to get a suit. Whatever you're about to say. No, no, no this, okay, is public, this, this is public record. This is I've, I've read this in the newspaper. This person is a very super strict vegan. Oh. So every business in there has to adhere to the same principle. It has to be like a vegan version of whatever. So there's like a, a, a liquor store there that used to sell beef jerky, but can no longer sell beef jerky. Uh, there, there used to be a shoe repair place there, but they ran them off because they worked on leather shoes. Really? Yeah, yeah. So every business in there has to be like vegan friendly. Vegan yeah. friendly. And, and, vegan the hol- oriented. and Holiday House had been there for like thirty years. Holiday House was one of the businesses yeah. at the end of the shopping center. And it's a burger joint. Yeah, it's a bur- amazing burger joint. Been there forever. Like the the cooks have been working there since it opened. And then these this guy came in, and once their lease was up, he's like, "Yep, get out." And yeah. the cooks every day said, "I never take a real vacation." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you know I've been here 30 years? You were shaking your head like you disagreed that it was a house. It's fucking awful. Yeah? yeah? Well, it's gone now, right? Yeah. That's why shit goes out of business, because it sucks. <laughs> Dude, what? You know what else went out of business in Dolby that was awesome? Or in Austin that was, went out of business? was the Dolby fucking theater. Yeah, when was the last time any of us went to Dolby theater? You know, we know people who went... There was a small theater in a tiny little shitball mall right by the university called the Dolby Theater. It's where before... I think there was like some kind of weird revival in the last 15 years where they started building movie theaters again. Yeah. But it was like you, there were places where only you could see like independent movies. Yeah, this was only like a couple pre- places. Alamo. Yeah, you had, like, yeah, it was like Pulp Fiction sort of drove that. Like, you had Dolby and Village, uh, or what was that one in the Arbor? Arbor, yeah, the Arbor Six, right? Whatever. Which was bought by Alamo. Yeah, and there was Dolby uh, Theater. No, you're no, Lake Line. no, Arbor Theater no. was. Arbor, they, Vill- Village got bought by the Ar- oh, Arbor. I was thinking yeah. Village. I'm sorry, you're right. I was incorrect. Uh, the Arbor turned into a cheesecake factory. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Then they reopened it down the street. Arbor was the only place. Sorry, I blew out there. Arbor was the only place where I ever asked for my money back for a movie. I did the same thing there. What, what movie was it? It was a Robert Downey Jr., uh, Heather Graham, and what's Natalie Wood's kid's name? Yeah, I know. I know. It was called Two Girls and a Guy, and it was fucking terrible. It was like they shot it in an afternoon, just and it was it was it was it was just bad. I almost saw that movie at that theater around the same time. I saw Hurley Burley at that theater, and after about thirty five minutes, I had to ask for my money back. Did you really? Yeah, it's only the second time I've ever asked. And you like everyone in Hurley Burley, I imagine. Oh I liked, yeah, I liked yeah. everyone in the movie, but the movie was just it was Meg Ryan and like Chaz Pullman-Terry, and there was a lot of people I dig. And uh, Kevin Spacey, right? Yeah, in Hurley Burley, Sean Penn. I don't remember, if remember that, right? Anyway, he came in in the thirty sixth minute. You missed it. But the the Dolby Theater. I can't tell you how terrible this fucking theater was. And we know people <laughs> in Austin who are, you know, there are other, like, filmmakers or people who are, like, film critics. But a lot of guys who work at Any Cool News, 
they went out to, to see the, the Dolby Theater often and talking about how bad it was. Not everything dying is a bad thing. The Dolby was a fucking piece of shit. You, you had like a 30% chance of seeing an unobstructed screen wherever you sat in that They theater. had pillars in the yeah. middle of the fucking movie theater. And there was also no incline for the seats. You sat in a flat room. So if yeah. anyone sat in front of you, you know, one row in front of you or ten rows in front of you, they were still in the fucking way. Yeah, and we... Uh, and there was... There's a couple theaters where the... the <laughs> this is going to sound stupid, but it's true. The seats don't face the screen. Yeah, it's true. They face sideways. <laughs> They're at an angle. Like, they all point towards the center of the screen, but then you're facing an angle and you're looking over your right shoulder uh-huh. to watch the, the fucking movie. Everybody remembers it fondly because it's where they saw, like, train spotting when they were 19. Yeah, or I, saw, I saw Blair Witch Project there. I, yeah, saw, I saw Blair Witch Project there as well. I saw Dead Alive there. It's where I discovered Peter Jackson there. There you go. Okay, great. That makes Peter Jackson awesome. That doesn't mean the Dolby's a good theater. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a terrible theater. God, you know, and it's a pain to get to if you're not on campus. Yep. Yeah, you got to yeah. fucking go and park off site. You, you can validate at that garage, yeah. but that garage is that garage is terrible. Yeah, you're standing is. in a fucking food court to buy your ticket. You know, yeah, yeah, in the, the mall food court. I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even call that place a mall. It's like a student union or something. I don't know why they call it a mall. It's so weird. It's terrible. It's like and a that, bad that, Vegas that, casino. That there's, food court always stinks too. Yeah, there's yeah. a that that quote unquote mall is uh, like a nails place, a comic book store, an Army Navy recruitment center, and the Dolby Theater, pretty much. And, they're, and they're, a comic shop that fails every six yeah. months. Yeah. It's like the Matrix. It's always like it's destroyed and then gets. And rebuilt. sometimes there's an arcade. Is that arcade gone now? I don't think it's that, that was the last time. reviving arcade in, in uh, the UT area. No, what about La Fun? <laughs> that should, that was the first to shut down. La Fun shut down. Einstein shut down. And Dolby was the last one left. And then I don't. I think that one shut down. And there's the arcade. UFO. Once again, I'm sorry to see arcades go, but arcades had shitty games. Yeah, where are anyway. we going to play Gal's Panic now? Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Gal's Panic. Wow, what the fuck did you come up with that one? Because that's what they had there. Wow, that's what they had at Einstein's. Gal's yeah. Panic. Man, I played the uh, the Phantom Menace pinball machine at Lay Fun like every day. I'd, I'd, I'd go eat lunch and then go play that. I don't know. That's, right. that, that's years well spent right there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> then we, then we discovered a, the free movies. You could go watch free movies. We had a screening for the schedule at the Adobe, which had, you should is the first movie you and that Matt you and that made in college. You made in college. Yeah. It took us about twelve months to make a movie. We shot a movie on film on sixteen millimeter film, feature length movie. It was one hundred and five minutes. Spent a year of our life fucking making this thing. Mm-hmm. We rent the Adobe Theater on a Saturday night. We. Bring in pe- people come from all over the country. Our families and friends come in to see. Sure, this, this movie. is a Keep major doing. deal. Fill the theater. They fucking play the print, and they don't have sound. And the worst part about it was they weren't going to fix this problem. They were just like, "Well, we'll just give everybody rain checks to come back." So people are people here from all over the place. You're going to fix this problem. Matt and I had to go in the projectionist booth and f- and trace cables and fix the problem. And, and it was one of those things where you were st- imagine this. We're starting the film five, six, ten times over, and people in the audience go, "Nope, no sound, good kid, back," you know, and it's just like completely ruined. And the somebody, experience. somebody had kicked a cable out, like one cable. Right? No, they just didn't set it up right, and they didn't oh. test it. And they oh, just didn't give a shit. Oh my god, that's, that's what it was. And it took, terrible. Yeah. It took like an hour to fix, right? Why? Yeah. How did they ever go out of business? Uh, you know how they went out of business because they they suck dick. <laughs> <laughs> They they suck dick so badly. They suck dick at sucking dick. Like they, they they're choking on dick, and that's how that's how they died because they couldn't get oxygen in their body because their passageway for oxygen was filled with dick. Because, Look, baby, that's why horses do that. Cribbing thing. 
They had dick obstructions. That's exactly it. They died because they sucked dick at sucking dick. <laughs> Good fucking written, Toby. Good fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking assholes. Jesus, good riddance. God. Oh, God. I called Matt and I asked him, I said, you Dobie's going to business. He goes, fuck them. <laughs> that was, it was just mortifying. If you work for 13 years and like, you had that, ex- or 13 months, and you had that fucking experience, and they just didn't, they didn't give a shit. God, that's terrible. They didn't give a shit, so. Oh. So, I, so maybe, maybe Alma will buy it and turn it into something good, you know? You know, no, no, no. Buy it and set it on fire. <laughs> God. Good. Well, bye, Dobie. We'll, we'll miss you. Yeah. Farewell. <laughs> but unfortunately, I will always remember you. Sucking dick. God. Terrible. Oh, um, man. Well, we should probably wrap up before too long here. Well, we should talk about packs before but, we wrap yeah, up. Yeah, I do want to give a couple plugs. Before you, you end it for the day, Gus, yeah. so we can begin packs preparations, I feel like I should warn anyone who is a parent, don't play <laughs> Dead Rising <laughs> K-Zero. It's like torture. Yeah, uh, Jeff almost cried while he was playing. It's terrible. So it's a good game. Essentially, you, your daughter, your young daughter, is infected with the zombie virus. Yes, and you have to find shots for her every twelve hours. And she give her a shot that makes her cry. She cries and begs you not to give her another (laughs) shot because they make her feel bad. But if you don't give her a shot, she turns into a zombie. Exactly every twelve hours, she'll turn into a zombie. And so there's this diminishing supply of this medicine, this experimental medicine in the world, and you just have to keep torturing your daughter twice a day to keep her alive. It's fucking brutal. Yay. Video game. It sounds tough. It's, it was this... It yeah, was, torture. You're helping It might her. be the saddest morning of my life. You seemed you seemed really upset I was playing hard, it. Dude. She, kids, she's like a do- year older than my daughter, too. Mm. It's the worst. <sighs> so, before we wrap up, uh, I want to remind everyone, of course, we already talked about it. We're going to be at PAX this weekend. Woo-hoo! Can't wait. We're at booth 571. Our panel is Friday at 1 p.m. And it's going to be an awesome and panel. It's, it's the main theater. It's the off-site theater. Yes, at the main theater. We are going to have a ton of cool shit to sell, some of which we will not be able to sell till after our panel. Teasing that. Wink. Also, want to remind everyone that we have Red vs. Blue Recollection and Red vs. Blue Revelation coming out September 14th. Right? Same That's day. right. Same day as right. Reach. Same day as Halo Reach. So when you're buying Revelation, pick up Reach as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Literally, if, you, right if, you, if you've got extra cash to throw around, I, I hear it's going to be a really good game, yeah. so you should check it out. Or even if you just want to steal it, because we get paid the same either way. Yeah. <laughs> That's called trinkets. So you can buy it from us or uh, <laughs> at most most major retailers. Most? Some? Some major retailers. So, most major retailers. We're not at GameStop. GameStop no longer carries DVDs. Yeah. But maybe someday, again, they'll get a store that's but larger than the bedroom, sure. bedroom closet. And maybe they'll, <laughs> again. they'll yeah. have room on their shelves for it. So I also want to do a quick little tease that uh, we actually have a thing where we're going to be announcing it at PAX, but it's going to be a way, and you and come to the panel to learn how to get a head start, but uh, you'll be able to potentially win a walk-on voice role in our new Red vs. Blue production that we're doing. And we'll be talking about how we're going to do that at the PAX panel. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Me neither. That's like so secret. I'm here learning about it for the first it's time. A, it's a tie into something. I'll, I'll explain to you after the podcast, but we okay. just worked it out. So Awesome. Yeah, very cool. cool. We've, always, we've always talked about it, but now we have a cool way to do it. Oh, great. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, we will see you all this weekend. Yeah. Woo. Bye. See you at PAX, guys.